Alright guys, we want to welcome everyone to the Wretched Man Podcast. I'm Isaiah. I'm Joey. I'm Robert. My name's Anna. I'm Jason. I am Justin. And we just want to let everyone know that we're not theologians. We don't know everything that's in the scriptures, but we feel like uh, if we study the Word of God, then there might be other people out there that don't understand everything, but maybe we could help them out a little bit. So we're not claiming to know everything. We definitely don't know anything, but we're just here to... I don't know, do what God called us to do and make disciples into all, all the nations. So we just want to thank everyone for listening and we're going to start from there. Yeah, we're, we're picking up in the middle of uh, Romans. We decided to start recording a little bit late, but we're in Romans 8 today. Yeah, well, we're starting, in, we're going to go over Romans 8, but we're going to start in Romans chapter 7 and start at verse 18. And just kind of, uh, just kind of see, see like lay a foundation before we make it to chapter eight. So before we do that, though, we're going to ask Justin to say a prayer. Lord, thank you for letting us all join here together <clears throat> in fellowship, brotherhood, and discipleship. I pray that as we dive into your word, Lord, uh, you would help us to digest, understand, and be able to pass on the information that you provided for us. I pray that as things move forward, we continue to draw close to you as you draw close to us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So we're starting in Romans chapter 7. We're not only King James people. We like to kind of listen to any version because it all kind of speaks differently to us, but it's all the word of God. So the best reader here is Joey, so we're going to ask him to read. Where do you want me to start? Uh, verse 18. Verse 18. Okay. And I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I want to do what is, I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, am I not really the one doing wrong? It is sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life. That when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God the answer is Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is. So you see how it is. In my mind, I am... I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. So when we see here, we're, there's a constant fight between our flesh and our spirit. Because we are a triune being. We are a spirit that lives in a body and we possess a soul. So there's a constant battle between our flesh and between our spirit. In verse 18, he's saying, nothing good lives in me, my sinful nature, which is our flesh. Our human part, that there's nothing that lives there's nothing inside of us that is good. It's all sinful things. And then in verse 22, he's saying that I love God's law, talking about his inner man with all of his heart. His spirit man delights in the law of the Lord. Our spirit, once we are saved, that our spirit man really, lo- he wants to do good. He wants to follow the law of God. He strives to do good things. But then 23, he says, but there's this other power, there's this other um, there's this other part of me 
you know, that it's a, it's a constant, it's that constant war with me and it tries to make me a sin or a slave to sin. And that's our flesh. You know, our flesh is still under that governmental reign of sin, which in, in Greek is hamartia, which isn't the act of sin, but it was the governmental of sin, the sin that was pronounced on Adam. Because of the fall of Adam, we all live in sin. We live under the governmental reign of sin. But when Jesus died, when Jesus came and he lived a perfect life and he was crucified, he broke the curse of sin, the governmental sin. Not saying that we can't fall under the act of sin, but now we are no longer under the governmental reign of sin. And that is what he's saying here, that our flesh is still under that mental, that governmental reign of sin. Our spirits, when we are saved, become one with God and we are uh, Galatians, or not Galatians, Colossians talking about how we were made alive through Christ. You know, our spirit man is alive, but our fleshly man is, is at constant war with us and is under that governmental reign of sin. So it's a constant battle between the spirit and the flesh. And that's why Paul said, daily I have to crucify my flesh. That those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh and its passion and its desires. Now, the, those that are saved, those that are walking according to the Spirit, every day we have to constantly crucify our flesh and its passions and its desires. And, you know, we talk about if we, every day we feed our flesh. We, we feed our flesh, what, four or five times a day? Some other ones, maybe six or seven times a day. But how many times do you feed your spirit? You know, so our flesh is constantly getting bigger and bigger. And in, in America, you can see that our flesh is getting bigger and bigger. Mm. And we don't have that control against it. Yeah. But how many times do we feed our spirit? You know, what, do you just come to church on a Sunday and that's the only time you open up your word? Do you come to church on Sunday and maybe a Wednesday night and, you know, you pray and that's the only time you pray? If we constantly live in this thing where we only feed our spirit when... When we're at church or when we're any with a group of people, but we're not in our in in the word constantly and we're not in prayer constantly, then our spirit man grows weak. And even I mean, here's Paul. Paul is saying that it's a constant battle between my flesh and my spirit. I'm constantly at war with my flesh and my spirit. So it, and Paul, I mean, Paul saw some of the greatest things where they at one time he was even went into the third heaven. And here's a here's a man that have seen. He said he's seen so many things that he couldn't even talk about it. But yet he's saying here that it's a constant battle between his flesh and between his spirit. So if Paul is facing a constant battle between flesh and between spirit and we don't, you know, that's not how that works. You know, we're also we're also fighting a constant battle against our flesh. Our spirit man wants to do good. Our spirit man wants to read our Bible. Our spirit man wants to pray. Our spirit man wants to uh, wants to get closer with God because that once we are saved and our spirit is made alive and we are one with God, we want to strive to be godly, but our flesh is still under the governmental reign of sin. Not in saying that our spirit is, because our spirit is made alive, but our flesh is constantly wanting to sin. And, and it, that's why we have to crucify our flesh and crucify our passions and our desires. And verse 24 says, Oh, what a miserable person I am. Or if you read King James, it said, Oh, wretched man that I am, who would deliver me from this body of death? But thank God that the answer is Jesus Christ, you know, because we were all sin. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And, you know, we're not in our heavenly bodies. That's why it says in 1 Corinthians that our, like this flesh cannot, 
inherit the kingdom of heaven. But one day we will be changed. You know, let me let me read First Corinthians, verse fifty three. It says, "For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies." Then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture fulfilled, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? So our human body, our fleshly body cannot inherit the kingdom of God. But on that day, you know, it says in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed. And our, and our mortal body will take on immorality. So Paul is saying that who is going to deliver us from this body of death? Who is delivering us from? from this state of sin that our flesh is in, that it's a constant war, that it's a tiring war. It's a, it's a constant battle. And, you, you, I mean, it, when you go to war, it's not an easy thing. You know, it's a constant battle, and it, makes, it causes you to be tired. It causes you to struggle. And that's what this is. This is a constant battle between our flesh and our spirit. And Paul is saying, thank God that one day Jesus Christ is going to deliver us from this body of sin and our, this body of death, that we no longer have to be at war with our flesh and that our spirit. But one day we shall be changed. This mortal body shall take on immortality. And then that's when we're going to live in heaven, in heaven. So thank God that the answer is our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, and then he says here, in my mind, I really want to obey God's law. In our spirit, we want to obey God's law, but that, but because of the sinful nature, I'm a sin to slave or a slave to sin. Because of that nature of our flesh, our flesh is under that governmental reign of sin, and it's a constant battle between us. So then when we go to Romans 8, he starts out with, so there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. So not those that live according... Well, that, we're going to go farther, but I'll let Joey read it. Let me start with that, with yeah. the first one? Yeah. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving us, by giving His Son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that, so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us, who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. I like how the King James, or New King James actually reads it, verse 1. There is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. There's no longer condemnation, not for anybody. I feel like a lot of people take that, don't read the whole thing. They just say there's no longer condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But that's not, what it, that's not all it says. It says for those who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And you say, what's it mean to walk according to the flesh? Well, we're going to tell you here. Galatians chapter 5, starting at verse 19. It said, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, rivalries, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in the past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. 
So he's saying those that live according to the Spirit, not according to the flesh. These things here that Galatians chapter 5 talk about, these are, he even says it here, for those who practice these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So Paul is telling us in Romans chapter 8 that there is no condemnation, not for everybody, but for those that live according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. For those who don't walk according to the flesh, that don't practice the ways of the flesh. Because like I said in Galatians 5, he tells us if you walk, if you act that way, if you live in, in that sin, if you practice those sins, you will not in inherit the kingdom of God. But when you walk according to the Spirit, and what's, I mean, we know the fruit of the Spirit. When we walk in the Spirit, we start to produce fruit. And in Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When we walk according to the Spirit and we start producing this fruit, that's how you know that there's a Christian. Because anyone can say they're a Christian. Anyone can say that I belong to Christ. But what, what kind of fruit are they producing? You know, are they producing love, joy, and peace? And are they, are they being patient for others? Are they being kind? Is, are they faithful? Are they gentle? Do they have, have self-control? Do they love? You know, do, they have, do they have joy? And that goes back to 6, uh, chapter 6, whenever we were, uh, right before we started recording everything, where verse 20, chapter, Romans verse, or chapter 6, verse 20 says, For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. What fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now having been set free from sin and becoming slaves of God, you, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Yeah. So it's just going right back to yeah. what we had already. Yeah, I mean, and, 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 all, and pretty much all of Paul's letters he's writing is, mm -hmm. you know, you walk according to the flesh, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah. You're going to inherit then, it fleshly. Yeah, but then so many people, you know, take that, I think they, they don't read all of Romans 8, chapter 1. They think to themselves, you know, you come to church. I mean, how many people sit on the pew, come to church, think they're in Christ Jesus, but yet still walk according to the flesh? And they can say whatever they want, you know. But according to Galatians chapter 5, verse 19, if you, or uh, verse 21, if you, if you practice these things, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. You know, that, that's, that's, a, that's a terrible thing you've got to think about. That there's people sitting in church that have been sitting in church for 40 years, 50 years, 30 years, you know, that even might be on the board or, you know, that's been there for so long, but yet they, walk, they live according to the flesh. And I'm not, saying, I'm not their judge and condemning them to hell. God's the only judge. But according to Scripture, if you practice these things, not if you fall into these things, you know, it's not the action of sin, but it's that governmental reign of sin. And there is a, th a thin line between there. You know, how many willful actions of sin cause you to still live under that reign of sin? Mm -hmm. So once you, if you live on, if you practice these things, practice isn't doing it one time. Mm -hmm. When you practice something, it's a constant thing over and over. When you practice basketball, you don't just go out one day and shoot and never shoot again. That's not practicing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's shooting around. But when you, if you go and you're practicing it, you're constantly doing it. If you constantly, you know, go into these sins, then you, then there, I mean, you can't inherit the kingdom of God. That is what Galatians 5 is telling us. And so many people read it. But the good news is there is no condemnation for those, not for those who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. You know, so now that we are Christians, now that we've been made alive, that our spirit's made alive, 
And we're at that constant battle. I mean, that's why I wanted to go back to chapter 7. Because we're at that constant battle between the flesh and between the spirit. But when we allow our spirit, you know, to be our flesh. And we don't walk according to the flesh. We don't walk in our, we don't practice sins. Therefore, because we beat our flesh and because we allow our spirit man to win, therefore there's no condemnation. Why? Because we don't walk according to the flesh. But according to the spirit. Anybody got anything to say? I like when you, I mean, I know we already read through it, but the message version, I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys read in that any. I like it because it's really palatable for me because I'm not as smart as most people. <laughs> <laughs> but in verses 21 through 23 um, of chapter 7, it happens so regularly that it's predictable. The moment I decide to do good, sin is there to trip me up. I truly delight in God's commands, but it's pretty obvious that not all of me joins in that delight. Parts of me covertly rebel, and just when I least expect it, they take charge. Like, I'm just, I'm hung up on that because I know, like, I can relate to that so much. It happens so regularly that it's predictable. You end up in a situation that you can predict it. You can see it coming. So... I just like the way it works out. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It, that, I, that is a good version. I like that. I would like to actually mention one thing. Um, you have to speak up, but we can hear oh. So if you, when you look at Romans 7.24, it says, Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life, life that is dominated by sin and death? And we talked about how you have to like practice that spiritual walk and the talk and stuff. And... I feel like reading your Bible really has a lot to do with that because you can tell the difference whenever you're practicing, like, reading your Bible daily and stuff. At least I can. Like, I feel a lot less, like, crazy and, like, just, like, I don't know, like, miscombobulated whenever I am, like, practicing that. And even though, like, sometimes whenever you know you need to read your Bible, like, your flesh is, like, don't do it. Like, you're tired and stuff. But, like, it is important to make sure that you're practicing that and walking in that because you will be miserable. And I feel like this has to do with, like, obviously it has to do with the war. But, like, I feel like if you're not practicing living that spiritual life and walking in it, it will make you miserable. Yeah, and it's it doesn't make you miserable if you haven't been in Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, like, if your life, if your spirit, man, has not been yet alive with Christ... Then it doesn't make you miserable because your 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 spirit's dead and your flesh takes over, you know, and you're you're fine. But like once you made that decision to you know be a Christian and you make that decision and your life is one with God, you know, then it makes you miserable yeah. because it, it is a constant battle. It's that yeah. constant fight between flesh. And I like Romans eight when I, when it started in Romans eight chapter one. And this this is the Passion translation, just the way it reads it here. So that now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the anointed one. Mm-hmm. So he's saying here, like we, I mean, we were, we, we, according to uh, the law of Moses, which we've talked about before, according to the law, you know, we're, we deserve death. The wages of sin is death, you know, and we, I mean, we pretty much were, I mean, we were on trial with God for our sin, you know. Let's go over what we talked about before. The law is the, is, is the standard for God. If we can meet the law by ourselves, then Jesus would have never came. Because if we could have met the law, we could have been righteous by ourselves. 
Yeah, but, but the Bible says that there is none righteous, no, not one. And our righteousness is nothing but filthy rags, you know? So the, now we're, in, we're at trial. Think about this. We're at trial, you know, but the case is closed now. Why? Because we have a mediator, Jesus Christ, that came in and took our place at the stand. So the, the case is closed. And, and there is no accusing voice of condemnation against us. We are not guilty anymore. because, And it's not just saying anyone, but those who are in life union with Jesus. Those who have been connected with Jesus. Those who, they don't walk according to the flesh. If we are in union with Jesus, if we're in union with God, Jesus didn't walk according to his flesh. Jesus walked according to the Spirit. And if we're in union with Jesus, then we need to be like Jesus, then we shouldn't be walking according to the flesh. So therefore, we have no one accusing of. It reminds me of the the adulterous woman when Jesus said, let those without sin cast the first stone. And he said, once the Pharisees and the Sadducees left, they said, daughter, where are your accusers? And she looked around and said, there is none. And he said, neither do I, you know, neither do I accuse you. So he's saying here, we deserve death. The, the, the adulterous woman was caught in the very act of adultery. And according to the law of Moses, she, would, she was to be stoned. Mm-hmm. And for our sins, we deserve death. You know? But he asked her, where are your accusers? You know, and that, that's what he's asking us now. You know, where are those that accuse you? And we look around and there's no, there's no one who can accuse us of being guilty of this anymore. Yeah. Why? Because we are now one with Jesus and yeah. Jesus became our mediator. Jesus became our high priest. It's, Hebrew talks about that we don't have a high priest. That high, our high priest has been touched with our infirmities. He's, been, he's gone through every situation. He's gone through temptation. He's gone through every battle that we've gone through and yet never sinned. We have a high priest that understands what we're going through. Because it wouldn't have been just for God to condemn us to hell and not understand what it meant to be battled that way. That's why he sent his son. Mm-hmm. He had to send his son to walk and walk in the same things that we have, fight the same things we have. But thank God that Jesus lived a perfect and sinless life. And therefore, you know, he, I like it. he that knew no sin became sin so that I could become the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. So now according to Jesus' sacrifice, there is no condemnation for us, not for anyone, but for those who are in Christ, who walk according to the Spirit and not the flesh. So I really like the way that translation, you know, it just it just gives you a different perspective of it. Yeah. And I got something too as well, like to go towards like living living the right way or being the right way. I mean, so many there's so much people out there that have big influence that act like they're Christians, but you don't see the, the fruit. You know what I mean? They're good fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my prayers for this podcast is maybe there's people out there that, that don't know answers to about the Bible or about Jesus. And, and this will reach people like that. And, and we're just regular, ordinary guys and girls that will just talking about everyday life and reading through the Bible. And I, one of my prayers is that we, we can reach people that's, that's lost or, or that don't have a way or don't know the means of ways and they can just get on here and listen to this and, and it is just if you get on there you got so many people that claim to be Christian but they're not you can tell by their fruits if they're if they're getting off bad fruits they're, they're probably not somebody you should follow or listen to because here's so many um, people like singers or or athletes that that will mention Jesus or mention God and then just turn around and and definitely ain't showing 
mm-hmm. like they're living like Christ. You know what I mean? They're not Christ-like. But uh, it's just like I said, that's one of my prayers with this. And, and it's just, I think that with this world now, it's just so easy to think you're a Christian and you're really not producing the fruits yeah. of the Spirit. Yeah. And then, like, I feel like even, like, you know, even, which I'm not cutting on anybody. I'm not. You know, I'm not calling out names or stuff, but it's just, it is the truth. You have these, like, uh, big-time preachers, you know, that don't want to offend people, mm-hmm. you know. But, like, why, I mean, why come to church if you don't want your toes stepped on? Mm-hmm. Why come to, I mean, why be a Christian if you don't want to feel that, you know, that conviction, you know? Because, I mean, don't you want your pastor to tell you you're wrong so you don't end up in hell? Yeah. Like, don't you want to hear the gospel yeah. as the gospel? Unadulterated. Yeah, unadulterated, un, unchanged, you know? And there's so many people that water it down. And, like, I mean, the, you can live however you want. You can live any kind of lifestyle and still make it into the kingdom. But that is not what it says at all. That's right, yeah. You know? I mean, and it goes right back Galatians 5. If you practice those sins, mm-hmm. if you practice that way, if you practice what the flesh wants you, if you if you, if you fulfill the lusts and the desires of the flesh, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah. But yet so many people are lied to. So many people are preached that they can live however they want as long as they're happy. But that's not what it is at all. Yeah. And I feel like like what Jason said, like people that we look up to, like celebrities yeah. and such that, yeah. that claim to be, like they'll, they'll, they'll throw out a verse or whatever. And then, but I think they think more of leaning towards that you can live however you want. They're taking that one verse and they're applying it to how they live their lifestyle being different. Mm-hmm. And I think just... As us being Christians, we hop on that just because we're so starved to have that's somebody right. to look up to yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. But I think that's just just because just because somebody's got a Bible verse in their Instagram bio doesn't mean that yeah. they're going to heaven. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. also doesn't make them a good living. candidate for a relationship or anything. That's it's right. just because just right. they, they use God for clout and for street cred pretty much. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. That same football player that's taking a knee. And acting like he's praying mm-hmm. is going home and beating his old lady. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and that's I mean, honestly, and that's why it says you would know them by their fruit. Yeah, yeah. Yep. you know, if you're walking according to the, if you're living according to your spirit, then you will produce the fruit of the spirit: yep. love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You know, if you are, if you're, if you're in Christ, you know. If you're living according to that, that's the fruit you will produce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you don't, I mean, and it was so true what Jason said, and even what you know what Joey was saying, and I like how Joey said it, that we're just starving for that one person, yeah. you know, because we, I mean, it seems like if you're a Christian now, you're the outcast. You yeah. know what I mean? And you are. You're looking for that. You're looking for that one person that you can look up to. You know, and I think, yeah. and I think there's so many celebrities just trying. Like as as Joey was saying, just trying to get like the credit, trying to get like the, you know, like the people going for them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then and then going back to that, like, there's people that's trying to live right and they're trying to be Christ-like, but then they look up to a celebrity they look up to and they're not living the way they should. And that they make that they may think that's the right way to live, and it's really yeah. not. Or that it's okay to live yeah. that way. Yeah. I like how you brought up the adulterous woman too, and about condemnation. And it kind of goes with, like, what Joey was saying, like, having someone to look up to. Like, she probably never had anyone to ever, like, take up for her or, like, to fight for her. And, like, the moment that Jesus did, that probably changed her life. And, like, she she probably never had anyone to look up to. I mean, she was, like, sleeping around with people. Like, she probably didn't ever feel like anybody cared what she was doing or anything. And, like, I feel like 
that's good for people who don't have Jesus yet because at that point he hadn't even died on the cross and he was still fighting for her. Yeah. And like he still loved her and it's just, I like that you brought that point. Well, think that. Okay, we talked about the adulterous woman and we're also talking about, you know, preachers that live and tell you however they lived. How did the Pharisees catch her in the very act of adultery? Yeah. You know? I mean, what were the Pharisees and those people doing to catch her in the very act yeah. of adultery? Yeah. Peeping Tom's, man. Were they sent her up, or yeah. was one of them in the very act of adultery with yeah. her? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, there, that, that just shows the fruit. I mean, yeah. 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 But thank, thank Jesus, you know, that he is so full of grace and mercy. Yeah. And while we were still yet dead in our sin, while we were still living according to the flesh, yeah. while we were courting up, when we were under the reign of the governmental state of sin, while we were still yet dead in our sin, Jesus came and died. Yeah. You know, because what we read it earlier in Romans, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Yeah. You know? Just like that one encounter with Jesus, like, freed her. Mm -hmm. Like, she was good after that. Like, mm -hmm. And that's how it is for anybody. Like, one encounter with Jesus can change your entire life. Like, you're no longer a sinner who's going to hell. Like, you have someone who's literally on front line with you, like, fighting. Yeah. And honestly, the people that... The people that, um, you know, that say how they live however you want, you know, or the celebrities that, you know, use that one scripture and then they get so many followers, mm -hmm. they're going to have to answer to God one day for, you know, deceiving yeah. so many people. Yeah, that goes, even, I think it's in Corinthians where it says teachers. I mean, I wouldn't say that that qualifies them as being a teacher, but whenever you are putting out this message, yeah. that that is... That you're is, influencing people. You're influencing, yeah. yes. And that directly, I feel like, would, would, would correlate yeah, yeah. with that, where it says teachers are judged even more harshly yeah. because yeah. they are responsible for, for sharing this. And if you're using a platform to share something and you're sharing it incorrectly or you're sharing it as like a false doctrine, even if you don't even, even if it's just kind of, you just read it and you're like, oh, I'm going to take this this way. Yeah. And I think, yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing on this podcast. You know, always, I mean, you can, I mean, because I know so many people that listen to Bible, like listen to preachers and take their word for it. Mm -hmm. But you need to go back and, you know, go, straight to the word. go to the word and find that out for yourself. Because yeah. how many times have we been in church? Not here, but, you know, other churches and you go and travel around and someone's up there preaching some kind of doctrine that's not even in the word. Yeah. Like it's not even scriptural things, but yet people, you know, they get excited and they get... You know, they're shouting them down, and they're like, man, that was one heck of a message. But then you're thinking to yourself, where did you even find that? Where did you come from? Yeah, I mean, that's not in Scripture. Like, right. where did you find that? But yeah, those people, they're not going home and checking Scripture for no. themselves. Yeah. No, but they're being deceived. Yeah, you yeah know? exactly. And then that that pastor or that preacher is going to be held, I mean, he's going to be yeah. held accountable. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, you have preachers preaching that, preaching that false doctrine, mm -hmm. and then people are going to hell because of it. And, you know, they thought they were getting taught right. Could you imagine mm -hmm. being accountable for that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, well, could you imagine thinking you were going to heaven and just because yeah. you were, I feel like that's even worse. Because you were uneducated. Yeah. yeah. You weren't, and that's not even your fault. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I mean, you, could, you could genuinely, I feel like, love Jesus and be being taught the wrong thing and wind up in the wrong spot, even though you're so, de you're, you're so devout, but you're being told the wrong thing. Yeah, and, and we're not but, condemning people to No, no, no. Because right. God's the final judge. Yes. You know, but there's always that. I mean, that is crazy to yeah. think about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that you went to church your whole life, 
And but but then you may think like the people that don't back up and go back in church. That's how you see all these major cults being formed. Yeah. You know, even people that start out as Christian pastors or whatever. I'm saying that in per, yeah. with in, in parentheses or whatever, mm-hmm. in quotations. Like these Christian pastors and Christian preachers that go around and preach this word and get a following. Yeah. But their following isn't going back and lining it up with the word of God. They're yeah. just hearing a guy get excited and preach, and they're following around, and the whole time they're getting led. You know, down the long path, the next thing you know, I mean, you look at that, what, Jim Jones? Dude, he started out as a Pentecostal preacher, and he's doing all these miracles and healings, and he's getting this great following. Next thing you know, they're on this island drinking Kool-Aid and killing themselves. Yep, drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, and I mean, I know that's that's a, an extreme part, but that's ha- it's happened. And it, not just once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you can like, look up most cult leaders, or I'd say probably 50%, that you could just like watch a documentary on and it starts off with them being in church, leading a church, having just, it stems from them taking things wrong or diverging off of the path that should be followed. And then they wind up sipping Kool-Aid on a beach and never (laughs) getting off that beach. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I know we're saying that like in the most extreme way, but it'd be different if it's never happened before. It's not impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and people believe it. Yeah. And it's not like they're going there by themselves. Like, people, and these people died. Yeah. <laughs> it's just hard to wrap your head around how you could have that many people with such blind loyalty. Yeah. That would, like, yeah. follow you to the ends of the earth on something so outrageous and not ever stop to be like, mm-hmm. has anyone looked this up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did anybody check the book for this? Yeah. Like, are we on? Are we in line here? Or mm-hmm. what's, yeah, but that's what the devil wants to right. do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, that's the plan. Like, he don't care if you're in church, sitting in church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but when you begin to grow, when you start producing the fruit of the Spirit and he can see that the Holy Spirit is changing you, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like, he don't care if you go to church. Yeah. You know, the devil probably sits in church all the time. Yeah. yeah. You know? that. I mean, that's why, like, okay, let's take it back to Jesus. Jesus was in the temple, and a man who was always at the temple started manifesting a demon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't care that you're in the church. Mm-hmm. He was in church. You know, he was in the temple. He was probably a normal person that went to the temple every Saturday yeah. or every, you know, every Sabbath. I, I think that's where he wants you is in the church because you think you're doing right. Yeah. And, and you go through the motions, but you don't change. You don't, you don't have a change of heart, and you're thinking you're going to heaven, and the devil knows that he's got you right where he wants yeah. you. He, yeah. He's got you deceptive, giving you some deception, but it, yeah, you, you think you're doing right, and then come that day, you're you're going to hell. It's you know scary. what I mean? It's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's very and back, back to what Anna was saying, like, it was when it, that guy was in the temple every day, but it was when Jesus showed up that it changed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't... Yeah. There wasn't anything else but but Jesus that caused that change. Yeah. Yeah, and it goes back to, I mean, the story of Judas. I mean, that blows my mind. He he walked with Jesus Saul, three years. Mm-hmm. Saul, I mean, he, could you imagine the miracles he's seen and, and the people being raised from the dead and he ends up going to hell, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, he, that's kind of the same thing. He's right there with, with Jesus, you know yeah. what I mean? He's, yeah. yeah, with um, just talking about like he wants wanting to do the right thing, but it's just that like that flesh is pulling him yeah. for thirty silver coins. Yeah, that's that's what he trade out the yeah. the savior of mankind. Yeah, and for. I think that was enough to buy like us 
like a you not know, much. Slave? I think now it's like twenty dollars. <laughs> like, yeah, I was gonna say I've done a, I've done a lesson one time and it said it was yeah. like twenty dollars yeah. at this. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And today's exchange, yeah. so yeah. you could get like a Big Mac and something else. Yeah, yeah if that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't feed two people. Yeah, I and couldn't then, feed me. <laughs> yeah, and that, and that is that is the devil's. That's yeah. the devil's plan. Yeah, because like you were saying. Like, if he can get you to sit in church, you think you're going to heaven? Yeah. You can live however you want. Yeah. Exactly. You know? And that's what, and like, and, that's. And he won't, he won't mess with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he ain't going to yeah. have issues. I'm sitting in church. I, all my issues went away. It's because you're not, you're there, but yeah. you're not changing. Yeah. 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 If you can think, if, if, if he can convince you that just being here is enough and you don't yeah. change, you don't change out of what Galatians 5 was saying mm-hmm. yeah. and you just keep living the same way. Gotcha. He's yeah. got you. And at that point, you're a sleeper cell. Because how many other people in the church are you going to be able to influence because of how you're living? Yeah. And they're looking at you and they're like, well, this dude, yeah. he's, he's been yeah. here in the church for years, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. He's, he's up there praising the Lord. He's a deacon or yeah. he collects offer, whatever, you know? He's going to heaven, but he goes out to the bar Saturday night before church on Sunday mm-hmm. and he's still going to, I can do that too, yeah. you know? So Ooh. now not only are you stuck in a rut and you're, and you're pretty much getting cut off at the root. Exactly. How many other people are you influencing by the way you're acting? Or or they do the opposite where somebody is trying to come out of that, trying to come off a bar stool and into a pew yeah. and they say that person's a drunk. Yeah. They they they, they 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 speak a wall right That's right it. to them yeah. and they don't yeah. Because regardless of what side of the fence they're on, they're watching you because yeah. you yeah. sit in the church yeah. every single Sunday exactly. and if you're not practicing what you're preaching then yeah. And, like, how many people think they come to church and salvation will just grow? Mm-hmm. You know, how many people think they can come to church and, like, that's all they need to do? Like, yeah. But then, and then that's why you have these, I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to, like, call any church out. But, like, that's why I think, like, a lot of churches, like, there, you have these huge mega churches that have, you know, multiple, multiple campuses. Yeah. You know? And they're pulling such a crowd because they're saying, I'm not, like, like I said, I'm not calling out any other, like, any church. But, like... You have people saying that you can live however you want. Yeah. You know, it's Jesus, just like seeker friendly. Just yeah. to get numbers. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, live however you want, you know, but you come to church, you're good. Yeah. yeah. Like, I can't tell you how many churches and, like, obviously Message of Freedom is my home now. It used to be my home when I was young. For anybody that might listen and not know my story, uh, I drifted for a good while and then I got married. My wife and I started going to different churches and, dude, it blew my mind just the acceptance of different lifestyles or the acceptance of man I don't know how to word it really kind of what you was touching on I mean like what it's okay to do Mm -hmm. and I knew it wasn't okay yeah like I I know that's not right I know that's not accepted not by you people at at the other churches because I could care less about the people but I know Mm -hmm. biblically that's out of line, and that's what's important. It's yeah. the exact same thing. Yeah, it's and look at our look at the major swing our country has made maybe in the last what thirty years, if that. I Less, mean, probably. Yeah, yeah. We, we've we've taken a huge curve, and I think because a lot of that could be accredited to so many churches losing that spiritual backbone, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. losing the firm foundation mm-hmm. that they that they're supposed to be standing on and leading from. Yeah. They try to jump. Well, let's skip this chapter because you know we, yeah. we know or they we try to word it. Like we, we know we got some people in here that yeah. might be putting an offering plate that 
this might offend them or this yeah. might step on their toes. But for me, I need that. Like you were talking about earlier, like I want that conviction yeah. because yeah. without that conviction, how am I going to strive for that high mark? Yeah. You know, how am I going to draw closer? I just, it's important, I think, to have it. Yeah, yeah. that's like, I mean, I've been coming here probably six, seven, maybe eight years and like just that conviction. I mean, I would, I would cry almost every service because of I know I was doing wrong. And then now I still cry because I know what Jesus has done for me to bring me through that. And I've been saved from all, you know what I mean? I've been yes, delivered from all that stuff. You know what I mean? It's, it's crazy how there's, there's change there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can't be changed. Yeah. yeah. You know, but how many people, you know, they listen to false, do- false doctrine. Yeah. yeah. Thinking it's scripture because it, it has some scripture in it. Yeah. yeah, you know that's why I was even saying so many so many people read Romans one or Romans eight one, but don't read all of it. You know, mm-hmm. therefore there's no condemnation. And you're like, man, there's no condemnation. Yeah, I'm not guilty. But it's not saying everyone. Right. It's yeah. not saying whoever sits in a church pew. Yeah. Whoever sings worship songs. No, but it's saying there's no condemnations for those who don't walk according to the flesh. Yeah. You know, you don't walk according to the flesh, there's no condemnation. You're not guilty. Yeah. You've been made free. You know? But there's so many people you know, that, you know, they take that scripture out of context. And they or don't use fully it read it and use it. As an excuse yeah. to not take the action of repentance. Yeah. Because you and I have talked about in our studies before, like repentance is a verb. Mm-hmm. It is an action. Mm-hmm. It's not just hitting the altar, asking for forgiveness, and then you're white clean. Yeah. That's a step of repentance. It's it's actually the turning away from yeah. your fleshly desires, your lust of the flesh, your lust of the eyes, the pride of life, turning away from it and, and walking yeah. away. And and in our earlier chapters, we talk we should be dead to sin. Yeah. You know, we if you're in if there's a, a casket up in the front of the church and there's a dead man in it, you know, and you put you put money on him, he's not going to steal that money for and be greedy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you put pornography or something close to him, he's not going to go watch pornography and, uh, you know, fulfill the corner of the flesh. You know why? Because he's dead. Mm-hmm. He's dead to that. And that's how we should be. Yeah. In Christ, we are no longer, you know, in yeah. sin, but we should be dead to sin. We shouldn't have that desire. Not saying we're not going to fall into it. Right, yeah. right, right. You know, because it is. It's that constant battle. It and is a war. We do yeah. lose battles. Yeah. You know? But we shouldn't fall and be, we, it, we all fall in the act of sin. But we should never go back to the place where we're under that governmental reign of sin. Mm-hmm. Living it. Yeah, because there is that fine line. There's a fine line between the act of sin and living in sin. Yeah. You know, but when you, con- when you practice, I like how it says those who practice these things are not here in the kingdom of God. Because it's not just a one-time thing. It's a constant thing. Yeah. And practicing makes you better at it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's right. When and, I mean, we've all been there when we fall into a sin and we do it over and over again. The first time you're like, man, I need to hit my altar, the altar. I need to repent. I need to turn away from it. Then you do it again and again. You're like, well, I mean, he didn't kill me. Everybody you know? sins yeah. a little Everyone bit. Everyone sins a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I didn't. He didn't hit me with and that's lightning. A lie. From the enemy. Yeah, and that's what the devil wants to do. You know, he wants to put those blinders on. He wants you to Mm -hmm. be comfortable in your sin. Yeah. Because, like, if you feel um, conviction so hard, like, the first time, and then you, like, do it again, it's, like, a little bit less and a little bit less. That's not God telling you it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's the devil. That's your conscience being with your sin. Yeah. 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 And, like... Well, right, what we were talking about earlier in previous chapters, like, this has just been a problem from the beginning. People trying to... Like they know they're supposed to do right, they don't. But, but 
that that sin, that fleshly desire is pleasurable for that season. And going to Romans 6, verse 1, What shall we say then? Shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Just trying to justify yeah. that. Trying to continue to be like, I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I mean... I just, I, like your body wants to do whatever it is. And, and honestly, I know, you know, how many times have I said it? You know? All the time. Well, how, how many times have, <laughs> have I said, well, you know, I can ask for forgiveness. Yeah. You know, or how many times we even say that yeah. it's easier to ask for forgiveness and permission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But how, but how easy is it? How many people say, well, I can sin and, and God will forget me, you know, because mm-hmm. his grace. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm not, thank God for his grace and his mercy. Yeah, but you're thinking about it. You're doing you're it wrong. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. If you could say, you know, I don't mind, I'll slip in this sin. Not even slip. I'll willfully do this sin. Yeah. Because I know God's grace will Because tomorrow cover. I'll hit the altar. Yeah, tomorrow yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, and that's Friday. How do you think that's Friday? Okay? Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're not even promised tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do if you're in that act of sin and die? Yeah. You know, I mean, thank God yeah. God's the final judge. Right. And thank God that his mercy, and you know, it's new for us every day. Yeah. Thank God that he has grace for us. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, but there's a, I think there's that fine line. Yeah. You know, <laughs> because, yeah, how many people, you know, well, you know. I'll just ask God to forgive me. I'll go to the altar tomorrow. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll make it right Sunday, but right now I'm going to do it because that's what my flesh wants to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's when, that's when we have to, that's, that's the constant battle we talk about in our flesh, and that's why, you know, we need to fast stuff. You know, we, our church just came off with a 21-day fast. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how we start out the new year. But what fasting does, it doesn't move, it doesn't, what fasting does is it makes us beat our flesh. Mm-hmm. It's a constant crucifying of the flesh yeah. to make our our spirit man stronger. You know, because yeah. like I, I said earlier, we constantly feed our fleshly yes. man. We All are constantly we're eating. Yeah. You know, we're we're, TV. we're yeah TV whatever the flesh wants it gets. Yeah. You know, but that's why we ought to fast. You know why? Because it's telling our flesh no and our yeah. spirit man yes. Mm-hmm. And like as we as we fast and our spirit man grows stronger. And it's not it's not such a losing battle anymore, mm-hmm. you know. Because how many times that you know we do battle, like we try to do better, you know, but it seems like the flesh just kicks our rear end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But once you put your, when you can get your flesh under subjection, not saying you won't fall in sin, mm-hmm. but when you get to the point where your flesh or your spirit man becomes stronger than your fleshly man, you know, the warring is easier when yeah. you have a bigger man. Yeah. Oh yeah. But okay, how about this? You have I know we're. We only made it. We're only on one, one verse. Verse, and it's, we've already almost an hour into this, but it's it's really good. But think about this: you have a man, you know. Let's let's say like boxing. Here's a man who eats six times a day. Yeah. You know, really fulfills the, the flesh, and then his fight against is against a man that he only gets fed on Sunday mornings if you come to church. Mm-hmm. Sunday mornings if you have time for it yeah. and Wednesday nights if you have time for it maybe a Sunday night here and there that's all he gets fed yeah. who's going to win that fight yeah. and let me add this not only feeding not only eating six times a day but he's exercising yeah. on top of it yeah. so he's not just getting fed reading the word hitting the pew he's actually living it walking it every yeah. day mm-hmm. fighting I mean that's yeah obviously who's going to win yeah who's winning game, that right? you know it's not going to be the guy who eats one time a day yeah, no no but that's how we are in line. We, that's how much yeah. we give our spirit that's and right. that's how less <clears throat> we give and I mean I'm not trying to call anyone out because that's me 
Yeah. You know, I've been there. I've been to this place where, you know, I don't really want to read my Bible today. You know, I really don't feel like praying today. Yeah. It's easy. You, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go watch TV, and I'm going to yeah. go eat, and That's I'm right. going to go yeah. do this, I'm going to yeah. go do that, yeah. while our spirit man is anemic and yeah. just crying out, you know? Because yeah. we talked about in the end of chapter 7, he wants to do good. Mm-hmm. Our spirit man wants to do godly things. Our spirit man wants to do, to wants to walk according to you know, according to what God wants us to do, but then our fleshly man is so much stronger than him. If we don't crucify our flesh daily, our spirit man is so weak and anemic, and that's why he beats us all the time. Mm -hmm. That's why we fall in sin constantly. That's why when it's a little bit of temptation, we can fall into it. I want to go back a little bit where you were talking about, I'm going to sin, and I'll just ask for forgiveness. I know it's wrong. But go to uh, Hebrews 10.26. It says, Dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so I mean, if we if that's how we think, there's that's saying there's no sacrifice for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so, so you need to pick pick what you want to do. You know what I mean? You want to live right, or do you, you want to no longer have mm-hmm. sacrifice for what what yeah. you're choosing to do? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's tough. That's a tough yeah. pill to swallow. Because yeah. how many of us willfully sin? Yeah. No. Right. <laughs> no. Every day. Right. Yeah. 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 Like you know, it's wrong. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You know, but you know, I, um, I was teaching the tweens group here. I think last week or week before, and we was kind of talking about Galatians five, and and I was talking about like social media, it was their phone, social media, how we look. But and I told him, I said I get a reminder every Sunday of I don't know necessarily know it's a sin, but I str- I do struggle reading my Bible like I should. Um, and my iPhone will tell me. You have seven hours of screen time. I guarantee you, I don't even got an hour of Bible reading in yeah. that, in that yeah. seven hours. You know what I mean? So that, I mean, it'll hit you hard. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. I mean, that's something you, you got to think about. You know, I mean, that's yeah. that's my biggest struggle is is reading the Bible like I should, and stuff like that keeps pointing it out to me. You know what I mean? So I, I've been trying to work on that, and yeah. but it, it's tough. It is tough. It's yeah, it's that constant. The devil battle. wants to keep you out of that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. for the most part, I'm living right. I'm not saying I don't sin, but I'm a way better person than I used to be, and yeah. and. He knows if I can get into that word, I could be even even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then if your spirit man is weak and a battle comes and you feel so drained and you wonder why, it's not just because you're fighting a battle. Like, yeah, it's hard on you, but if your spirit man is so weak mm-hmm. that it can't fight back, you're obviously going to feel like everything has been taken out of you, like you have no drive for life because you, yeah, you're eating real food, but, like, you're not spiritually feeling yourself. So, like, when a battle comes your way, yeah, you're going to feel totally exhausted and totally defeated. And you see that a lot. People come into church one week and they're fine. And the next week they're completely defeated because when did they feed themselves spiritually in that week before a battle hit? And now they're completely defeated and don't even know if they want to be in church anymore. Yeah. So. And how good does it feel when you do hit a battle? And you're, you're like, I got up, this. And you're proud of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you're you're peak of a fast and you've been in the Word and, and you're, you're seeking God's face daily, yeah. and you are jacked. Yeah. Like, jacked. You are the big guy and in the battle. And the devil rolls up, and you're like, oh, man, I've been waiting. Yeah. Like, for a day, I'm, I'm just hoping you start some crap. <laughs> <laughs> I am in my peak right now. I'm going to kick your yeah. teeth in. Yeah. 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 When our when our spirit man oh, when right. our spirit man is the strong man, you yeah. know. You feel like you're Superman. Is the weak, yeah. anemic person. Yeah. yeah. Like, nothing can get you down. Like, you're good. Yeah. Like, you know you're good. That's right. Yeah. It's Rolling not, with the joy of the Lord. Yeah. yeah. It's not just any battle, but like a battle that you, something that gets you caught in sin every time. Yeah. 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 That's, what, that's what's good. Yeah. And when you're going to be like, no, no I ain't, I'm not, I ain't, no, yeah. not this face. time. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. you can't, yeah. And that's, 
I mean, thank God, you know, because we do. We live. We're all wretched men. Yeah. Am, oh yeah. You know? Who's yeah. going to deliver us from this constant state of war? But thanks be to God, it's Jesus. Yeah. You know. One day, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And honestly, before that, we were just nothing but flesh and and ungodly things. You mm-hmm. know, we were flesh and our spirit was dead. But Colossians talked about it. We've been made alive in Christ. Yeah. You know, and I even know we write it a couple times in Romans, and I know we haven't made it very far at all. <laughs> you know, but even in Romans, to talk about you know how we were crucified with Christ on the cross, and that's just amazed me. You know, because here he is taking the actual punishment that I deserved, but then I get I get there like. But you get I get win. the credit almost. Yeah. That, I mean, not that the same night. I, I, I must have wrote that wrong. But I get, yeah, I get the benefit. Yeah. You know, he took the punishment. He died. But now he's saying, I was my old man was crucified on the flesh yeah. on the cross yeah. with him. You yeah. get the benefit of him taking all the hits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. That was the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. Because we couldn't have done it either, anyways, without yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. We'd still be cutting up baby sheep and mm-hmm. yeah, killing bulls. Yeah, because that, like I said, we can, we can never. The law that God gave to Moses was His standard. Yeah, and we couldn't meet it. Yeah, there was no way possible for us yeah. to meet it. And you know, you know why? Because first of all, it says, "Thou shalt not lie," and we've all lied. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, thou shalt not covet, and we've covet. Yeah. Thou shalt not be disobedient, be disobedient to your parent. Well, guess what? Yes, sir. We've we do. done it. And then it says if you've committed one of the sins, if you broke you one of the sins, you've done them all. Mm-hmm. So I broke them all this morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know? Technically. We're going to be honest. He did all ten of them. <laughs> but that, that's the truth of it. Because we can never, by ourselves, we, that's why I love Romans. Because it's saying that, you know, nothing we can do Mm-hmm. Is ever good enough for him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing we've done. It humbles you. Yeah, it does. It really, it doesn't just humble you though, because you. I feel like. I mean, it does humble you. It does. But then you get some people that just feel so. Like honestly, like a piece of crap. Yeah. You know, but he's saying like it don't matter. It don't matter how you feel because I took the punishment for yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want you to fight your flesh. Yeah. I just want you to war against your flesh. I want yeah. you to be in battle. I want I mean it's battle time. I want you to keep constantly fighting. Right. Yeah. You know? And if you keep fighting your flesh, you know, because I'm not saying he's telling it's like he's saying I am not saying you're gonna win every win. time. He knows you we're know? not gonna win. Yeah. That's why he had to come. Because right. he knows we're not right. gonna win right. it. But if you keep battling strive it, it, you keep man. strong for it, you keep walking according to the spirit and keep telling your your flesh to back down. Yeah. Now he's saying there's no condemnation for you. Yeah. No, you're not guilty of what you've done. Right. Because I took the punishment for you. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's so good, isn't it? it I just love the Book of Romans. That's why I'm ha- that's why Great. I really want to do the study. You know, mm-hmm. not yeah. and it, it does. It keeps us in our Word, and that's how we that's how we strengthen our our spirit, man. Right. Staying in the Word, and it yeah. gives us, you know, gives us fellowship, but. I don't. I mean, I don't know if anyone listening right or who's going to listen to this podcast, you know. But I'm just here to the masses, the millions, the, the millions that are going to listen to the Wretched Man <laughs> podcast. But I just want to let you know that, you know, if you keep that, like this fight between the flesh is not. Yeah, I mean, we all all Christians. If you are truly in God, it's going to be a constant battle. It is. You're going to be a constant war. With your flesh, but be a good cheer. 
Because if you walk according to the Spirit and not the flesh, there's no condemnation for you. That's right. That's right. You know, you're not guilty of what you've done. <laughs> and that's just crazy. Because what have I done in the last month? You know? Yeah. <laughs> you think of that. What I've done in the last five years, all the stuff that I've done. Yeah. I mean, I know, Justin, you talked about it. Uh, I think you, I forget, I think you said it was New Year's or something. And you said. Oh, yeah. It, like, last, it, it last, hits you. Like last New Year's Eve? Yeah. I was on my way to hell. Yeah, it hit you. Yeah. This New Year's Eve, I was shouting. Yeah. yeah. I was praising God. And your plate you know was I mean? white clean. That's it. Yeah, like, and that's yeah. it. Everything yeah. you did back then, you know. Right. Now that you walk according to the spirit and not according to the flesh, yeah. there's no condemnation for that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and for anyone that might hear this, and you're not. For the millions that are going to hear Okay. <laughs> and you're not. You're not saved or you don't have a church you go to or you're not really familiar with what following Jesus is or what Jesus even did. Um, I know we're talking a lot about, you know, fighting every fighting our flesh and, and battling and wars and all that, but you you gotta understand what the fighting is for. I mean, don't be dismayed. Don't don't be turned away because we're talking about fighting our flesh and, and battling daily because the glory at the end of the race is what the focus is on. I mean, it, and I encourage anyone that, that doesn't have a home church or doesn't know Christ, um, reach out, man. Reach out to us or reach out to somebody yeah. to get to know. Him. And if you if you go to a church, pick up your Bible and see what your pastor's preaching. Yeah. You know, don't just you listen don't have to, to be disrespectful. About yeah, it, but just, just don't check listen to it, any YouTube preacher. You know, right. if someone's preaching and they say it's the word of God, back it up. Yeah. You know, yeah. go look in your scripture and and make sure that they're not. You, and you don't have to call them out. I mean, they probably yeah. do need called out. You yeah. know, but maybe let an elder do it. Yeah, <laughs> or go find a place that preaches the word of That's God. That's right. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, even if if it's preaching wrong, a lot of times the Holy Spirit will make you uncomfortable about that situation yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. or that worry. I mean. Yeah. And if you're feeling uncomfortable about what something says, get it. Dive into your Bible, read, yeah. read yeah. up on that. Because that'd be like taking your car to a mechanic that just watches YouTube videos. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> no. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's speaking from a couple of YouTube mechanics here. That's the right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, I'll do my own work, but that's right. <laughs> I mean, if you want me every to work once in your a while, car, I need somebody. Check me. Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> if you need me to work on your car, I'm pulling up YouTube clips. <laughs> I mean. But yeah, really, I encourage you because we are almost done uh, yeah. for this one. Even though we've only made it one, one verse, verse in the chapter, which I guess we made it a couple. I, of verses. I, I, I read, I read the like five, I think. Yeah, but we only we never got <laughs> out of yeah. yeah. one talk. No, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah, yeah. we don't really have an agenda. Yeah. yeah, if it spurs conversation and we're talking, then that's the goal. We're, yeah. we're fellowship and learning, and if if we get one verse at a time, I mean, there's there's a handful of verses, so we'll be going at it for a while. Yeah. So. Yeah, this but 66 books with a lot of verses mm-hmm. in it. So we might be doing this podcast yeah. for before a we, long yeah. time. We'll be done before we die, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I, I'm sure that some episodes will wind up being hours. Some might wind up being a little longer. Some might be shorter. Yeah. It just kind of depends on what we're going through. Yeah. Last week we stopped before we got to Romans 8 just because of how heavy and dense yeah, Romans is. 8 is. It's, it is the pound cake of Romans. Yeah, it is so, so much, much going on. We made it to you know, yeah. We preached. We so we're doing good. Talked for an hour, and yeah. we've only made it to one verse. But we're not trying to just push through the book. I mean, if we got, if we're yeah. going to talk, we're going to talk. Yeah, and I mean, we want to. 
I mean, this isn't our. I mean, of course we're in, we're doing the podcast, but really we're letting the Holy Spirit, you know, guide and, and yeah. direct us because he said that he the Holy Spirit would guide us, direct us in all truth. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, let's end it. So, yep. uh, we want to thank everyone for listening to the Wretched Man podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you got any questions or you you got anything. Uh, you know, to ask or and comment. You know, we ask you that you would just comment, and we'll get it. You know, the next podcast we do. Mm-hmm. Whatever this winds up getting uploaded on, yeah, uh, review it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, it share is. it with everybody. We're going to try and kind of spread it out as far as we can. Yeah, yeah, and, and like like we said at the beginning, we're not theologians. You know, we're not uh, we're not these great professors. You know, that proclaim to know everything, mm-hmm. but we're just. We're just Christians trying to make disciples into all nations. That's what that's what the Great Commission was. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. That's what we're doing. We're trying to preach the gospel and and uh, trying to be a light and trying to tell people, you know, that if you're in Christ, you're a new creation, and the old man the old man's passed away, and all things are new. And I mean, from what we've learned today, it can verse one. You know, there's there's no condemnation for those who walk according to the flesh or who don't walk according to flesh, mm-hmm. but walk according to the spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we want to thank everyone for listening, and uh, we're gonna ask Justin to, to close out in prayer, and then we'll see you next time. Lord, thank you for your word. Uh, thank you for the fellowship, and more importantly, I thank you for your Holy Spirit leading our lives. Uh, I pray that you would help us to more walk in the spirit and deny and crucify our flesh daily that we might please you because I know there's no way to please you with our flesh or with our carnal mind. We must be walking in the spirit. Uh, Thank you for everything you're about to do for us in the upcoming weeks. And I pray that you draw us close to you as you draw close to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, all you wretches. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Wretched Man Podcast. Just to let you all know, the way we do things isn't set in stone. The music, the release date, and the way we do the episodes may change until we're able to find our groove. And the more we do this, the better we'll get at it. If you have any comments or questions, leave them in the comment section below. And if you like what you've heard, then like, review, and share us with all your friends. And again, thanks for listening to the first episode of the Wretched Man Podcast.